Entertainment. This is NXT TakeOver Phoenix. The NXT Tag Team Championships, Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders. I'm going to go with the War Raiders here. And not that I think that the Undisputed Era won't get the tag titles back. I think they are building up for an Undisputed Era 2019. I think at some point Adam Cole is going to be the NXT World Champion. I think you look at Bobby Fish to be the North American Champion. And they're going to have all the gold at some point in 2019. But like you said, they've been building this up for a while. War Raiders can easily drop the titles at, at Brooklyn Five. But at the same time, it's the War Raiders time. Like you said, they've been building up for a while. I'll take the War Raiders to be the new NXT Tag Team Champion on Saturday. Let's go with the NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler, the champion. Bianca Belair, the challenger. Who do you got and why? Baszler, again, I just don't think she's going to drop the title just yet. I'm glad Bianca Belair is finally getting a takeover match. She absolutely deserves it. She's been a standout since the, the first Mae Young Classic using her long hair extension as a whip. That's just so great, and I'm looking forward to that. But I think Baszler's going to retain, and she's probably not going to drop the title to Brooklyn. Oh, but Baszler back on the canvas. I think that is it. Surely, the NXT North American Championship, Ricochet the Champion, Johnny Gargano the Challenger. I'm going to go Johnny Gargano. I think Johnny is due for a big win like this. I was a little disappointed that he didn't have the win over Aleister Black. I think he needed that more. I think this is Johnny's time to get a big win like this. And again, they might do the storyline, they might not. But either way, I think Johnny Gargano wins the North American title. Gargano saying I win. I win. And he's on the Finally, the main event, the NXT Championship. Tommaso Ciampa, the champion. Aleister Black, the challenger. The rematch of this past summer. Who do you got in one? Ciampa. Again, I think Ciampa's just going to hang on to the title until about Brooklyn 5. Still think he's going to face Gargano. Or Gargano Gargano's finally going to win. I mean, and I think Aleister Black's going to get called up after no. this weekend. Oh, it's Black into the this lane. Again. The knee gave one. Another ending. Tommaso Ciampa goes for the cover. Tommaso Ciampa remains NXT champion. What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 18 18 we are on the road to wrestlemania officially cj it's happening now on the not 
another wrestling podcast. Worst place to listen to it. Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmisano. Are your hosts. A lot to get to today, CJ, in the world of professional wrestling. What Obviously, a weekend. What a weekend it was. Obviously, like last week, going to be very heavy on WWE today. We'll review the Royal Rumble. NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, once again, Royal Rumble could not top it. Although it was a pretty decent pay-per-view, I will give them that. This was the first uh, TakeOver and main roster WWE pay-per-view weekend. It was kind of neck and neck. It, yeah, the, the cards were both stacked and I mean takeover was I mean it was it's takeover it was it's takeover it's always gonna be better but the rumble was pretty I for a say, long five-hour show it, it, it was, was not bad it was pretty close the show went by went by fast and it, wasn't it was bad. a lot of fun yeah by the time you looked up it was midnight and you were like oh wow yeah I'm Rollins, on the east coast Rollins winning the winning the the rumble and I'm like Man, I'm like, oh damn, it's it's mid it's almost midnight. <laughs> so we'll, I'm not even tired. Exactly. So we'll review all of those. We'll obviously get to Raw and SmackDown this week. Obviously, the shows after the Raw Rumble were all are always great. Um, no real NXT call-ups just yet. In fact, you know, and speaking of that, we'll get to some NXT spoilers, which may put some of our predictions on hold for a little bit mm. in regards to the Velveteen Dream winning the NXT North American Championship on a recent NXT TV taping. Well, there's a spoiler. Well, there's a spoiler, but we'll get to what we want to talk about in regards to that a little later on. Um, like I said, we'll get to Raw and SmackDown. We'll discuss uh, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. We'll discuss Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, the double main event for WrestleMania is now booked. It's official. Uh, which the double or nothing ticket rally? Double or nothing ticket AEW. rally. AEW. We'll get to that as well. Uh, we'll talk all that and more. But I do want to start this episode, CJ, with NXT Takeover Phoenix. Which, like we said once again, it's Takeover. We knew it was going to be good. We knew it was going to be hard hitting. Um, I went five for five on predictions for the first time ever. Um, so Damn I'm it. very happy on that. We tied with the Royal Rumble. You almost beat me. And I picked the Miz. Colonel McSweaty Bollocks. <laughs> and, and yeah, the Miz and Colonel McSweaty Bollocks, I would have won. See, you went with your heart over your brain, and that's wrong. <laughs> but I went with my heart for the Rumble. And that's true. Becky was never announced to be in the Rumble. No. But I, just, but I just knew she was But you win knew it. when she and Asuka were the, were the opening match, you knew it was going to happen. Yes. I didn't expect her to tap out, but I knew she'd be in the Rumble because they opened the show. Well, that makes Asuka look strong, though. It does. And what her WrestleMania plans are, I'm sure they have something for her, and it's going to be great, but we'll get to that later. I do want to start with TakeOver, which again, CJ, it was a great show, I will mm. say. Um... In regards to our predictions, we were very different, so I guess we can call them some upsets. Johnny Organo finally with a huge win at TakeOver, uh, winning that the was, North American Championship. That was my favorite match of the entire show. That was a phenomenal match. That was the match. best match the I entire show. I mean, you show. put Ricochet and Johnny Gargano together, what do you expect? What do you expect? Nothing, nothing short of amazing. Exactly, and it was. And, you know, you take a look at that match. Again, it was hard-hitting. You had a bunch of awesome moves. You finally have Johnny win a championship, um, which, again, you know... You, you put NXT TakeOver New Orleans aside, that was his biggest TakeOver win by far. Yeah, he was acting more like a heel in this uh, in this match, more than any match he's worked since, uh, quote-unquote, turning heel. Yeah. He uh, pulled the, the, whatchamacallit, the padding from the from the floor off, hit a DDT on Ricochet, and then did the, that, that, that springboard, uh, like, tor kind of tornado, or inverted tornado DDT to, right. to win to win the title and, and beat Ricochet. Um, another great spot was when they tried to do the Hurricane Rana and, like, Ricochet flipped, like, like Osprey did with Kabut. Uh, yeah, they, with, they copied With Cody Ibushi. Um, and I Johnny's just sitting there in amazement. Ricochet's just I like, loved, I loved Ricochet's Miles Morales Spider-Man gear. Like I yes. said, Ricochet's Miles Morales and Will Ospreay's Peter Parker. Yes. Um, just two of the best wrestlers in the world ricochet one of arguably the best 
cruiserweight, junior, high flyer, whatever you want to call him, arguably the best. And I remember seeing uh, on Twitter Brian Alvarez just going, Johnny Gargano is the American Okada. Yes. I found that very interesting. And I think about it, and he kind of is, kind of. I mean, Gargano doesn't do anything, like, really crazy. Like, when you think of Johnny Gargano and you look at him, you think, oh, he's a smaller guy. He probably does a lot of high-flying moves. He really doesn't. He No, he doesn't really. He never goes up to the top rope. I mean, sure, he does, like, that, like I said, that inverted, like, DDT. Uh, he does he, springboard he dives to the floor yeah, every once does, in a while. Yeah, like, he does the spear through the middle rope. Yeah. Um, into the ring, but... Yeah, he doesn't really do any high-flying moves. Yeah, and a great weekend for Gargano on top of that. He was in the Royal Rumble on Sunday, mm -hmm. so and a good performance from him there as well. Um, the Undisputed Era losing the tag titles to War Raiders. Yes, big one there, which I also called. But again, I do still believe that even with that, the Undisputed Era is going to have a strong 2019. I believe they're going to get the belts back at some point. I would hope they do. But, I think but I'm take happy. over Brooklyn Five probably. But I'm happy for War Raiders because I, I looked at all the teams on the NXT roster. I'm like, there's no other team that they have built or booked as strongly other than War Raiders to face the Undisputed Era. Well, you said it best uh, last week when we were doing the predictions. Even though you picked the Undisputed Era, you did say they've been building this Probably since Brooklyn 4 back in August. Yeah, Brooklyn, they've been building to this since Brooklyn 4, since they came out from under the ring and they attacked O'Reilly. Right, after strong. their match with Mustache Mountain. You said it best, that they were building it that way. And I said, CJ, you're right, and that's why I'm going to pick the opposite, because I do think they are building for them to win the tag belts. Now, again, I do believe they're going to get the belts back. I do believe that, and again, we're obviously going to keep spoiling it, but what we're going to say at the end doesn't even revolve around the North American Championship. Mm. Now that it's on a face, now you have a reason for Bobby Fish to go get the North American Championship. That's which True. is going to set up Adam Cole eventually this year becoming the NXT champion. Interestingly, interestingly enough, this is the first takeover without Adam Cole on the show. Sure, yeah, he showed up after the show. I was, and, off, the, and, I was well, off the air. Off the air, but he wasn't on the card. He I wasn't was, even at ringside for the tag title. No, match. I think he showed up in the pre-show. I didn't really, I didn't watch the pre-show. I, I think heard, but he I was heard, in, well because they had the end of the year awards at the pre-show. Yeah, I think not. Uh, I I found it was interesting. Bobby Fish came out with. O'Reilly and Strong. I think probably because they were building up Adam Cole for that segment off the air. Maybe. And they also said, you know, NXT best NXT Tag Team of the Year. They had that award, and I, oh, Fish was holding that. Right. And obviously deservedly so. But you're right. I mean, this has been the first takeover since, I would say, NXT TakeOver... Was it Chicago 1? It has to be, without an Adam Cole appearance. Yeah. Because Chicago, yeah, NXT TakeOver Chicago the night that Gargano because, turned on, or Champa turned on Gargano. Because Coles had consecutive TakeOver appearances. He didn't have a match at Chicago 2, but he was at ringside with Cole, I'm right. sorry, with Fish, damn it. He debuted at Brooklyn 3. Mm -hmm. He, the next one after war that games. was War Games. He was in Phil War Games. Philadelphia. With his awesome Extreme Rules match with mm -hmm. Aleister Black. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, then New Orleans, then Chicago, then Brooklyn. Then war games again, and then nothing at Phoenix, which is which is strange. Again, but, but you know that, that's that's almost a good thing because the card was already so stacked. They didn't need him. You didn't need Adam. Not Cole. that it wouldn't have made it any worse or any better. You just it, you didn't need him. I just found it very interesting that Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream didn't have a match because I felt like if you felt like that was building I felt, towards not building towards it, but I, well, kind of on NXT TV. But I felt like that could have been a 
they could have just thrown that in the right in the middle in the middle and they would have been and the people were like oh okay yeah yeah but the reason I think you know maybe this opens up the chance for Bobby Fish to be the North American champion is we do believe after Mania Velveteen Dream's gonna get called up I don't expect this reign to last that long probably by Brooklyn Five it'll be over because they did have a match on NXT TV yeah uh, on the Go Home Show before. Uh, before takeover, right? So and Velveteen Dream beat Bobby Fish. So I think at some point you're gonna have the undisputed era get those tag team titles back. I think Bobby Fish will be the North American champion at some point, and, NXT, and, Adam, and then Adam Cole will be the NXT champion. I'd say probably by NXT Takeover Toronto too at SummerSlam weekend he'll be the champion. Another match that was very great and I was very happy for for this person was uh, Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. It was a decent match. Bianca Belair had uh, this was her shot. To go out there and kill it, and she did. She the, sure the, as hell proved Sam the, Roberts the, wrong. The crowd, what did Sam Roberts say? Oh, you didn't hear what he said? No. This was on the pre-show. I don't know if this was a shoot or whatever, but he said that this match was not takeover worthy. In the middle of the predictions, he was like, I, I'm going to be honest, this is not takeover worthy. You know, Bianca Belair, she's a great athlete and all this stuff. But then she, he started comparing her to other NXT women's champions like Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, Paige, whatever. She goes, she's not that. She goes, this is not a takeover-worthy match. And I don't know. I heard rumors that backstage officials were not happy with him. I've heard other rumors that that was planned. I don't, I don't be, know. It had to be a work. But It had it, to be a work. It, if it was a work, it sounded like one hell of a shoot. I will tell you that. Maybe a work shoot. But because maybe, he was talking. I, I haven't. I don't listen to his podcast anymore, so I don't know if he. Well, it wasn't on the podcast; it was on the pre-show for. Well, what I'm saying is, he could have said this on his podcast, right? Because when I did listen to it consecutively, and I would watch him on the pre-show sometime, he would take points that he said on his own podcast and put it on on the pre-show. Um, so it's possible that he just said that on his podcast. Well, he could have, but it, the way it sounded, CJ, he was talking about the match. He paused a little bit and was almost kind of like, you know what? This is what I really think about this match. That's why, again, if it was a work, it sounded like one hell of a shoot. Well, you know, it's Bianca Belair, I, I, I mean, she is a hell of an athlete. She's crazy strong. And the crowd was behind her as a babyface, even though she's been like a heel most for majority of her time. Right. But she was the clear total babyface. She had Duke and Shafir trying to interfere into the match, um, which that whole thing, I like Shayna Baszler more as a dominant champion, not needing anybody to fight her battles. So basically, for her. her before Evolution. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Shayna Baszler's still great. And you have to, you do have to have the horse from infaction formed, but it's not really necessary to have. Is that even going to happen though? Because if Ronda leaves the company after Mania, we're never going to get the match. I would think that she'd hold off. That's one thing. I don't think Ronda's going to leave. I think she's going. I think she'd hold off for a little while longer to have that match. But anyway, um, because yeah, if they Bianca, put the four but, up one more time and they don't do this, I'm really going to be upset about this. Well. Hopefully they don't just tease it for the sake of teasing it. Yeah. Getting back to Baszler and Belair that I was waiting for that hair whip and she whipped Baszler right in the stomach, leaving her a cut. Uh, the amount of time she tried to just try to pick Baszler up and to get out of the, the, the sleeper hold. But eventually she just, you know, she passed out and it's... And Steve Austin even said this. He looked way tougher passing out than tapping out. Of course. And she... She tapped. Uh, she didn't tap. She passed out. The crowd was behind her, and you know this was a match for pe for you know the Triple H and the NXT team to look at and be like, you know, 
I, I'm sure they always thought like, okay, Bianca's great. Let's give her a platform like this. See how she does in this match, and she does well. Then we'll, you know, think about potentially putting the title on her. And I think she will. I think at some point she'll be NXT Women's Champion. Well, because we Maybe, do believe that Shayna Baszler gets called up. Yeah, in I the next think some. Months. I think sometime this year she'll be NXT Women's Champion. I agree. You may have the rematch at Brooklyn Five, and that's where she wins the belt. You might have it there. Maybe because I have Candice LeRae in that spot because she was in the Rumble. Too, I would prefer so. Candice, but I can see them continuing with Bianca. But then they again, could. Then again, I don't know. But and then moving on to uh, Alistair Black and Tommaso Ciampa. <clears throat> I was gonna say this, you get a little choked up about that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're no. That was that was great too. Oh, uh, it was, and it was good to finally have the rematch. Obviously, you expected it uh, a little bit. You know, beforehand, you were expecting it possibly at War Games. You were expecting it at Brooklyn Four. You didn't get it. It was good to finally have that rematch to finally put this to rest because, and again, you're obviously going to have the um, the six man tag during the Super Bowl. Yes, I could say because mm. I'm not making money off it, so I could say mm-hmm. it. Um, learn that in college, by the way. Uh, so they're going to have that. that life. They learn. They do that at halftime during the Super Bowl, so that's when they're going to have that match again. Who knows how long it's going to be? Probably not that long, but. I would also rather watch that Mar- than Maroon 5. That's what Hot I'm doing. Take. That's what I'm doing. Well, I'm working the game, so I'm not going to have a, an opportunity to really sit down and watch it. So uh, I'll watch it afterwards. That sucks. So are they going to do that at Full Sail? Are they going to do that in an arena? I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. They probably have already taped it by now. Yeah, I mean, they did the NXT taping. I was going to say, they probably did it before or after the taping. Yeah. Anyway, so the uh, the closing segments of this uh, sequences of this, of this match are probably my favorite with uh, Black kicking out of, like, Two fairy tale endings, like the one that was really great that made Black look really strong was him kicking out of the DDT on the second on the second rope, and then another fairy tale ending. Black, even though he lost, looked super strong going into this match, and obviously because he was going into the Rumble the next day, <clears throat> and Black hitting the Black Mass on Champa, like Champa getting too, a little too far away, and just as Black's about to go. And reach for the pin, Champa just moves out of the way and kind of gets his shoulder up. Right. So that still makes the Black Mass look strong because it never got a, a pinfall attempt. Right. Cham- uh, Champa just moved out of the way so he wouldn't get covered. Yeah. Very little details like that are very good and it's very smart because the Black Mass is such a great finish. Absolutely. It's such a great finish. So let me ask you this. Obviously, NXT TakeOver Phoenix, the first. American NXT TakeOver of the year. Is it a good bar to set going down the line for the rest of them? Obviously, with Brooklyn Five and all of that, you know, you look at uh, wherever that TakeOver at Money in the Bank is. I should know the town by now. You look at Toronto down the line or whatever. Because you mentioned last year, and you still mention it now, that NXT TakeOver New Orleans is probably your favorite. When you look at 2019 and you look at NXT TakeOver Phoenix, was it a good enough TakeOver to set the bar for the rest of the year? Phoenix for the rest of the year? Yeah. I think they're going to get better. I mean, I, that's that's just what I think. Takeovers just get better and better and better. And I think 2018 is probably the arguably the best year for NXT takeovers. I mean, you had New Orleans, you had Philadelphia, War Games, uh, Brooklyn Four, and Chicago Two. Those were all incredible takeovers. Mm-hmm. It's just I just see it's just like a natural progression that they just keep getting better and better and better little by little. They have ones in the they have ones where it's like. Okay, they weren't amazing, but they were still good. And they were still a lot of fun. Um, just takeovers are going to be like the standing, uh, like the, uh, excuse me, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the standard mm-hmm. at some point for WWE shows. And honestly, they should be now. Takeovers should be the standard 
for wrestling shows because, you know, the guys and girls out there are allowed to go work and do what they do best. And I was going to say, well, you look at the Royal Rumble. It was a pretty, this was probably the Royal Rumble weekend. The first time, and we're going to get to Royal Rumble in just a couple of minutes. The first time where you really compared TakeOver and the main event roster pay-per-view. And obviously TakeOver was better. But the Royal Rumble was not far away from it. No. It was a very decent show. Yeah, the card was really good. The card was really stacked. And the show was a lot of fun. And they lied about their attendance again, but. Yeah. But, uh, but Yeah. TakeOver should be the standard for a WWE pay-per-view. At least the big four or big five. No, just in general. Well, in general, but I'm saying like when they have the TakeOvers and then you have the night after, it needs to at least match it or be close to it like the Royal Rumble did this week. The thing is, you should be thriving to have the best product you possibly can. And clearly the product on the main roster has not been the best it has been in a very, very long time. Because when I look at matches like in last recent pay-per-views, like a TLC with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, there is no reason that Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins had the match that they had at TLC. There is no reason for it because they had two great match. Well, yeah, two great matches. That uh, well, the one that I went to see at a house show, which was a steel cage match for the IC title, that was a great match. And then they had an even better match with a falls count anywhere on Raw. In the, the main event, those were two great matches, and I don't understand why. Though uh, neither either one of those wasn't this match we saw. Look at, at TLC. their past matches when Seth yeah, was a heel at, as well. Look, look at, at Money in the Bank. Look at the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Elimination for, for the Chamber. WWE, the WWE Championship a few years back when when uh, Seth was a champion. Look at the matches they had. The the, the lumberjack match they had at SummerSlam. Uh, that was a lot of fun. They look at the match they had. Um, yeah, the, the Elimination Chamber. You know. These guys are capable of putting on stellar matches, yeah. great matches. And what I don't understand is, why didn't you just let them do what they do best? Sure, it was hard because I think, what was the match before that? That was, um... Well, that was the match right before the main event. Yeah, you had the women's TLC right after that. So, so I, I don't again, know. to keep play, the crowd awake, they did a terrible job with that. Play, I just can't remember on the card, I don't know, but whoever was... The, the producers of that match was that was just terrible. That I couldn't was, remember. That who was, was absolutely terrible. I can't remember who was before that. It might have been Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton in the chairs match. It could but, have been. But here's the thing: Seth Rollins had a bad match, and he's arguably the best wrestler in the entire company. One of the best wrestlers in the world. He put on one of the best Rumble performances I've ever seen. Yeah, and he he had a great Rumble performance. I we move on to the Royal Rumble. Exactly. So why don't we do that? So when we come back, we'll talk the Royal Rumble here on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. We'll be right back right after this. Miz and Shane McMahon are going over. I hate it's you. Go, it's going to happen. I hate you. You know it's going to happen. No. It is going to happen. The Miz and Shane are going to win the tag belts. Now, I do believe you, though. I do think this is going to set up a match at some point, but I think they need the belts to do it. They're finally friends. They're finally on the same page. The one thing left for them to do is to win the tag team championships. Now, they're going to drop them quickly, but I think when it comes to Sunday night, I have the Miz and Shane McMahon winning. Shane McMahon's got Cesaro lined up. Oh, my God. Dude, it's starting to The SmackDown Women's Championship, Asuka the Champion, the man, Becky Lynch, the challenger. Who do you got one? Asuka. I think she's going to hold on to that title for a while, and I think Becky will go into the Rumble. Is Becky Lynch going to tap out to Asuka? Oh my goodness, look at this. Unbelievable by Asuka, and a tap out by Lynch. Asuka retains by tap out. It is definitely 
The Women's Royal Rumble match. Who wins and why? I originally thought Charlotte would win. And they're building around Charlotte to win. But that makes it too obvious. I'm going with Becky Lynch. Becky, she's okay. the man. I still think you can still do the thing where maybe Charlotte will challenge Becky and then Charlotte will beat her. That sets up the triple threat. I'm going with Becky Lynch. Oh, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair set over the top. Set over the top. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair's been eliminated. Becky Lynch is going to WrestleMania. The Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey the champion. Sasha Banks the challenger, possible match of the night candidate. Ronda, but I do think Sasha gives Ronda probably the best match of her career. I'm not saying that Ronda's a bad wrestler, I'm not. And we've said multiple times on this podcast that she's getting better and better every single day. But I do think that this match on Sunday night is going to be the best one of her career. You mentioned earlier in the podcast how Sasha has these heel-like NXT tendencies to come out on the main roster. You're going to see that 10 times fold on Sunday night. That's why I think it's going to be a great match, but Ronda's going to go over in the end. Rousey, rolling through it, banks on her shoulder again, powers up the boss. Piper's pit, here's the cover. Rousey has pinned Banks to retain the title. The WWE Championship match, Daniel Bryan the champion, AJ Styles the challenger. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan as well. Again, I do agree with you. I think this match goes either way. It's a little tougher to predict with AJ's contract, with the rumor mill of who's supposed to win the Rumble, who's going to face AJ, who's going to face Daniel Bryan. We don't know, but I think really my gut is telling me that AJ is not resigned yet, that WrestleMania could really be the end of the road for him. He could possibly jump ship. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan on this. Rowan palming the face in a choke slam to Styles. The official was down. He didn't see any of this. What was that about? Here comes Brian now at the cover. The officials come too. Brian's going to retain the WWE title. The Men's Royal Rumble. CJ, who wins and what? Seth freaking Rollins. Because he is being billed back as the man. He's Monday Night Rollins. He's been proving that for the past two years. Seth Rollins, he's putting on the best matches on, on Raw. Roman gone. They're going to use him as the top babyface. Rollins, I think, is for sure going to win the Rumble. Strowman's still in the apron. Oh. Rollins to the midsection. One Strowman's point. still staying alive. Rollins! Oh. And we're back on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast here. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. So let's discuss the Royal Rumble, CJ. We just discussed NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Again, a phenomenal NXT TakeOver. Uh, Really, again, I think it sets the standard for the rest of the year. Brooklyn Five, it's got one hell of an act to follow. I'm sure it'll do great. But let's move on to the Royal Rumble, uh, where we tied on predictions. And I'm really surprised you didn't beat me. Uh, And there's one match. Why Why don't we get into that one first? Um, Oh, The Miz and Shane? The Miz and Shane McMahon winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I told you it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. I didn't want to believe it was going to happen. I didn't want to. I just didn't want to because I didn't want to believe that Shane McMahon Man would be a WWE champion in 2019. Also, at 46 years old. Oh, so let me isn't ask. He, isn't he older? I thought is he like 47 he, or 48? Uh, maybe. But let me ask you this. You know, put your feelings for Shane McMahon aside. Did you at least think it was a good match or no? And why? No, I did. The, the it was a fun match, but like the amount of times like Shane like like he started off and he and he freaking like tackles down Sheamus and starts punching him and then and then he gets Cesaro in a choke like he did a lot of the work in the match and credit to Shane you know it was fun but the thing is I don't get why 
uh, they put a best of the world championship trophy on him. They're calling him and Miz the best tag team in the world. I'm like, no. The Did y- they have that already? No, the Young Bucks the best tag team in the world, but that's another discussion for another time. Um, but it's just, I feel bad for the bar because this is a team who's beaten just about every tag team you can think of in WWE. Just about every single one on the main roster. They beat the New Day. They beat the Usos. They they beaten Gallows and Anderson. Beat the Shield. They beat, the, they beat yeah, they beat Rollins and Ambrose. They've beaten... Uh, who else, uh, who else did they beat? New Day, Uso, Shield. Um, the Sanity? Did they ever face Sanity? I don't think so. Uh, Gals and Anderson, you they did. just mentioned. But New Day, they've owned multiple times. Like They've faced these teams multiple times, and they've beaten just about every team that comes in front of them. But when you put Braun Strowman and a 10-year-old little boy in the ring with them, they lose the tag titles just so you can give Braun Strowman a victory. At WrestleMania, because they had nothing planned for they him. They had which nothing is planned for him. And they, wanted Ro- they wanted Roman in the main event. You should have put Braun in the main event, and then they have them drop the tag team titles to the Miz and Shane to further a storyline for Shane and the Miz. As a match itself, it was fun. It was it was good. Shooting star press at the end wasn't terrible. I mean, just, of course he got the finish. Of course he got the finish. Shane got the finish. The idea that he could do that at 47 is pretty cool. It is impressive. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I was watching the Cultaholic reaction video last night, and Ross is like, I don't know whether to cry or whether to laugh, <laughs> and I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't know whether to cry or to laugh. It was just, It's just a lot of emotions. I just feel for the bar because now they've done this twice at the bar where they lose to random tag team. Uh, twice um, and to me they're like to me I think they're the best tag team on the main roster uh, the bar you can make the argument yeah I mean I don't feel too bad for them yes I do for this circumstance but they're gonna get the belts back in three weeks we know that I know they're and, gonna and win at the chamber yeah but well actually no they're not gonna get the belts back because the Usos are number one contenders now oh, that's remember right. there's no more rematch clauses uh, that's right well they're going to get the belts back at some point. Either way, those belts are coming off Shane and Miz very quickly. And let me ask you this before we move on to the Rumble. So I believe with you, this is going to set up a match between the two at WrestleMania. Who is the heel? Miz. I would think Miz is the heel because clearly what they think is best for business is more McMahon. And, oh, people want to see more McMahon. Damn it. No, I don't want to see more McMahon. The less McMahon, the better. The only one I really actually enjoy seeing is Triple H. And, and he's a McMahon-in-law. Like he's a Yeah, he's a McMahon-in-law. I don't want to see Stephanie. I don't want to see Shane. Sometimes I like seeing Vince because you don't... Stephanie's not on TV that much. She no. was only on TV really that one night. No, but I don't mind seeing Vince once in a while because he doesn't show up on TV that often. I was going to say, you could make the argument that Shane has been on Raw more in this stretch than Stephanie has. I guess. But yeah, I just... <laughs> The less McMahon, the better. Gotta love it. Let's move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match, which... Which actually we're going back. We're going back, technically. I just wanted to start with you being like, oh my god. But let's go to the opening match. Because Sean loves to see me in misery. Exactly. So let's go to the beginning of the night, which we basically knew when this was the opening match, it was going to set up everything later. Asuka, not only beating Becky Lynch, made Becky tap out to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, we both had Asuka winning this match, obviously would set up Becky in the Rumble later, even though our Rumble predictions were different. But did you expect her to make Becky Lynch tap out and why? 
I did not expect her to make Becky tap out. I would have figured that she would uh, Becky would have passed out or something. I think if you if they were making Becky tap out, it's I mean like she had to win the rumble. She had to because she tapped out not being able to win the championship back, but then going into winning the rumble later on in the night. To have that, like, prevailed moment of, all right. Because you make Becky and Asuka both looking strong in the end. Asuka... As they go in two different directions. I think Asuka is... They finally have fixed Asuka. She's the champion, and she needs to go back to being that dominant, badass ass-kicker that she was when she was in NXT, and up until when she faced Charlotte at Mania last year, she was the same Asuka, and... Uh, I'm I'm happy for Asuka because she should have been champion and she should have never... Oh, this should have happened had, a long time ago. She should have never had two embarrassing losses to Carmella. Um, but now they're finally... you know Because I think Becky's going to go to Raw. It's obvious she's going to go to Raw after Mania. So you kind of have to have a dominant champion in Asuka to lead that division. So do you think Becky's going to do the same thing Asuka did last year, be on both shows... Uh, like Oscar did on SmackDown, or is this going to be more of Becky on Raw and less on SmackDown, or just strictly Raw and no SmackDown going forward? Right now, she's. I think she's just going to do SmackDown for the moment, but when Mania gets closer, I think she'll be more on Raw. Okay. So, and, and I agree with you. I did not expect Becky to tap out. I didn't even expect her to be in a submission victory at all. I thought it was going to be a pinfall. You know, I thought it was maybe, you know, going to be you know, a roll-up in or whatever. I didn't expect her to tap, but I agree with you. I think, it, and a lot of people have been saying, you know, why give her the rumble after tapping out? Because it was probably her lowest moment, you know, she was going after the SmackDown Women's Championship, you know, all right, how can I make myself, you know, look better? How can I make myself look stronger whatever? And then, of course, why don't we transition now to the Women's Royal Rumble because we're on the same subject. Becky Lynch taking opportunity. Obviously, Lana was hurt during the pre-show or quote-unquote hurt during the pre-show. Lana, were you seeing Lana like just limp to the ring? You knew Becky was going to You knew out. she was coming out. It's just a matter of how out. long. So Nia Jax comes out, assaults Lana. Nia Jax gets in the middle of the ring. You hear the 40,000 go crazy. Here comes Becky Lynch. She's telling Fit Finley, put me in the ring. I deserve to be in the Rumble. He lets her go out. Crowd, I mean, they're Irish. Crowd, exactly. Crowd goes crazy, and you just hear Corey Graves, it's deafening in here. And by the way, Corey Graves obsessing by man, uh, obsessing over Mandy Rose for 25 minutes, what I thought was the funniest stuff ever. You're married, Corey. You have children. Put it away. Exactly. You, you literally, you have Beth Phoenix and Renee Young going, would, would you like some help? <laughs> <laughs> so Becky Lynch enters the Rumble. She wins the Rumble. And then from what started out was a low night for her, turned into the best night of her career, winning, winning the Royal Rumble. That's why she won the Royal Rumble. To make you not really believe that it would happen, but as soon as Lana came out limping, you knew it was going to happen. Becky oh, yeah. Lynch wins the Rumble. She's going to challenge Ronda Rousey for the moment. It's a one-on-one -on -one match. And let me ask you the question, CJ. I asked you off mic. I was going to ask you this question. After seeing what we saw on Sunday in the Royal Rumble, obviously now for anybody who who is questioning, is Charlotte a heel or is a face? It's pretty clear at this point she's a full-on heel, number one. I'd uh, say Charlotte's more of a tweener. I'm going to say more of a heel, especially after... The We'll get to it. But after everything you saw on Monday night, after everything you saw on SmackDown now, should Charlotte Flair be added to this match and why? In your opinion, do you want her added to the match? We both know it's going to happen, but do you think she should be added and why? Honestly, I don't really have a preference. Well, I, I, I mean, I lean more towards Ronda and Becky because that just seems like a bigger match to me. I mean, I, Charlotte's going to be in that match. 
the, regardless. For, regardless, for sure she's going to be in that match. It'll be a triple threat. But that's a nice uh, uh, accomplishment for all three of those women that all three of them got to be in, in the main event of WrestleMania. As long as Becky wins in the end, I don't care. But it, it doesn't really matter to me, honestly. Okay. Be- Becky and Becky and Ronda, Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte, I don't care. As much as I believe Charlotte does deserve the main event of WrestleMania just like these two women do, I personally believe it should stay one-on-one. I think, you you know, the way you've made Asuka look and the way you've made Charlotte look, why don't you put them for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania? I think yeah. there's a chance they might be able to do that. And again, I know they're adding her to this match. I'm not saying they are. I'm because saying, if they, sorry to cut you off, but if they don't put Charlotte against Asuka, who does Asuka face? Exactly. I don't know who Asuka faces. You know, you, maybe you have somebody jump over from Raw. There's a chance maybe it could be Alexa Bliss. I doubt it. But other than Charlotte Flair, I can't give you a name that Asuka would face at WrestleMania. You know, and... If there's one thing Asuka doesn't deserve at WrestleMania, it's one of those six-pack challenge crap that they do for 15 minutes. Yeah. That's something she deserves a one-on-one match like she had last year, but this time her defending the championship. And I can't think of anybody else it would be against unless it was Charlotte Flair. And I know they're adding Charlotte to this triple threat, but to me, Charlotte and Asuka makes the most sense at WrestleMania. It does. It does make the most sense. Especially because Asuka has a reason to want that match. She wants to beat Charlotte. Because Charlotte beat her first. Exactly. And we- you can make the argument, yeah, Asuka won that triple threat TLC match, but Asuka didn't pin Charlotte. She didn't make Charlotte cement. She wants to get her one-on-one to beat her. To me, Charlotte, Asuka at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's Championship makes the most sense in the world. I know they're not going to do it, but who else do you have in that spot? I think you put those two on SmackDown, have Becky and Ronda on Raw, main event, the pay-per-view, and everybody goes home happy. I would think so. Makes sense, but probably not what they're going to do. Probably not, but to me, again, who does Asuka face? If they put her in a six-pack challenge, I'm going to go crazy. Well, if you go crazy, you can always just leave your seat and go get something to drink or something to eat during that time. Well, we could do that. <laughs> uh, but going sticking with the women, though. With uh, those prices, though? Probably not. Ronda and Sasha had a really good match. Would you say this is Ronda's best match? Absolutely. First of all, this is the first time I believe she's pinned anybody. Yeah, I would think so. It's between it's between this and her match with Charlotte that are the best. Yes, I would say it's this one's these be- two. I would say this one's better only because it had a finish. Okay, it had a finish, but I I would absolutely say it was back and forth. You know, there were times where not, not, I didn't really believe Sasha was going to win the match, but she had me convinced a couple of times that it could have happened. What I loved about this is that Sasha looked really strong coming out of this, and another match with the person looked really strong. Not the winner. We'll get that in a second. Um, she was like part of her gear was coming off and like on the fly because she's just using part of her gear to like to choke Ronda with. You know, she, she looked was, like NXT broke NXT Takeover Brooklyn won Sasha Banks against Bailey. No, she I had would, she had versions. No, of it. I would not say that she had versions. Well, because she was a full on heel in that match. That that's why, and she was not a full on heel. She kind of may may have acted. A little more like it, but she wasn't a heel. Well, that's what I'm going with. She she had tendencies of it. That's what I'm saying. But like you said, when you when you and I did the predictions last week, that's what we wanted from this, and we got it. I think. I don't think we did. I think we got, you know, (laughs) portions of it, but not all of it. I mean, you know, she shook Ronda's hand afterwards, and then she walks away, and then she comes back, shakes her hand again, and then just throws up the four. I thought she was turning heel when when she was walking up that ramp. I thought so, but she's teaming with Bailey, and they they wanted to win the tag titles. Of course, um, that was cool. But uh, well, you don't again, want the Iconics to win. <laughs> I would love the for the Iconics to win actually, but Sasha and Bailey, as far as popularity and. Who's been booked? They'll be the first ones. It's going to be them. It's yeah. for sure going to be them. Absolutely. But anyway, uh, 
the yeah, Sasha looked really strong coming out of this, even though she didn't win. And Brock and Finn, wow, they tore the house down. What a match! I, Finn, and we both Finn, knew they would. Finn Balor, man, this was his coming out party. Like after like a few years on the main roster, like with just mediocrity, with, 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 with piss poor booking, and coming out again. He he didn't win the match, but him coming in just getting so much offense in on Brock. It was amazing. Well, you and I said win or lose, this is phenomenal for him. It is. Like, but, it'll lead to something. But the the thing is, is that he needed to look really good in the match. If, he, if he didn't look really good in the match, then it wouldn't have mattered. Oh, and the commentary team, give them, give them credit. They sold it so well. They said they are he he is making Brock a believer. He's hurting Brock. Brock is hurt. Mm-hmm. They sold his performance so well. And... Give credit to Brock, too, because there were parts in that match where I was like, they're not going to do this. He's not going to win this match. And even on the coup de grace, and I thought something was going to happen, I was like, he's not going to pin Brock. I almost kind of felt like Goldberg a little bit in that match in Toronto. I was like, there's no way this is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And then he quickly puts him in the Kimura lock, which I haven't seen in two and a half years. Um, Because he couldn't deliver the F5 because he was selling the injury. And again, props to Brock on that. Um, And then Finn Finn taps to it and... Brock wins the match. At first, I got mad because he started beating up Balor afterwards, but I'm like, you know what? No, because Brock's got to get his heat back. He yep. he looked really bad in the match, and he needs to come back and look strong and get the crowd to boo him. And another credit to the commentary team saying the reason that Finn Balor is getting his ass kicked right now is because Brock Lesnar was a believer in Finn Balor that Finn almost had him, and that's why he's beating up Finn Balor right now. So I this, get, w- this was way better than the demon coming out and the demon losing. I agree with you. This on that. is what would have happened if I agree. Balor came out as the demon. He I, would have lost regardless. CJ, I'm sorry I doubted you. <laughs> but I, you're right, CJ. You're absolutely right. You know, regular Finn Balor did just fine. He lost the match, obviously, but he looked awesome. He looked strong. You know, in my opinion, it. And we said this last week. We said Finn Balor's got a lot of similarities to. You know, his match with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, you got a lot of that in one. Uh, it was a little shorter, obviously, than both of those matches. Uh, but, you know, you look at the match, it was probably 15 minutes. I was on the edge of my seat for 15 minutes. I like this. It's neck and neck with the AJ match. Yeah. Because, again, to me, Lesnar's best matches since he came back to the company were with Punk and with AJ, and this is right up there. Yeah, I agree. And I think... I mean, these are, I, obviously, these are his best matches. Of course. Uh with Brian and Finn, AJ and Punk, those are all of Lesnar's best matches since he's come back. Right, I agree, and I think in a couple of months when he gets Seth Rollins in that ring, I think this may top all of them. It could. And why don't we get to that now? Seth Rollins, as we both predicted, wins the Men's Royal Rumble. Excuse me. Um, will face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. I'm very excited for this match, CJ. Like I'm not gonna lie, I mean I am stoked for this match. I'm very excited. What I saw was like Braun and and. Rollins in the end. I'm like, I was getting worried. Like it's got to be, it's got to be Rollins. It's got to be Rollins. But the question was, how was it going to be Rollins? I love the. F- that I like the finish. That was great. He curve stomp onto the the ring apron. Yeah. Uh, another thing I loved about this Rumble pay per view is that they did not focus so much on former legends. Yeah, uh, even like, in the women's match, it was a lot of it was, NXT call-ups. It was, not call-ups, but cameos. Well, cameos. Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae and Katie Catanzaro. Uh, Zaya Lee, just some of the girls who, uh, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, just some of the girls they had in the match, um, to fill out those spots. And in the men's rumble, you had Alistair Black, Pete Dunne, Johnny, Johnny Gargano. Gargano, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else who I'm missing from NXT who who, who went up there. Hold on, it, it was thinking. just those three, right? I think so. Yeah, it was just those three. Yeah, I think so. But that was great, and the only like former legend slash Hall of Famer was there was really Jeff Jarrett. Kurt Angle's already a part of the company. He's yeah. technically on the Raw roster. And he's a Hall of Famer, but and there was a reason Jeff Jarrett for being there. He just signed with the company to be a producer and have an on-screen role. Yeah, and it looks like him and Elias are going to do something. Looks like meet. Elias just turned heel again. Which is good, yeah. because Elias is a much better heel than he was a babyface. Exactly. I think they're going to lead to a Jared and Elias match in Mania. I'm, I'm, I would actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually down for that. That's okay. actually really good. All right, fair enough. Because Elias has gotten so many comparisons to Jeff Jarrett. And, and yeah, like again, you focused on more of the now and the future of the company rather than bringing in past legends and Hall of Famers into the match, and that's a good thing. That's a really, really good thing. You shouldn't have to focus on too much of your past because that's just going to bring in your casual fans and yeah. they're not going to stay. Because, like, you're bringing people who just want to watch Undertaker at WrestleMania. Well, when Undertaker's done, they're just like, all right, well. Undertaker might not be at WrestleMania. He's right now not in the cards. No, I know, right now. But I'm just, as an example, like, Undertaker, like, okay, well, Taker's uh, done. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll tune in back next year. You don't want that. You want people to Absolutely. stick around. So having these girls and these guys uh, in the spotlight was very good for them. I agree. S Seth Rollins was, uh, to, I mean, to you and I, the clear winner of this match. For sure. Um, I loved the R-Truth coming out and the Nia Jax beating him up. The Nia Jax thing was great. Like, she got beat up by everybody. She got super kicked <laughs> by Ziggler. She got 619 by Mysterio. RKO. And then RKO. That was a lot of fun. And I don't know if you saw this tweet that went out uh, recently. Some guy, I'm trying to say. Was it that. about the intergender wrestling and how it shouldn't yeah, be Yeah, yeah, like it, how, like, you know, you are, you're not keeping, your, you're not promoting good uh, equality in women and you're not being, keeping women safe and everybody just laid into this guy. I was going to say, listen, I, I can kind of see where he's coming from only because of recent events in the world, but let's be real here. They're trying to bring intergender wrestling back in a very safe way, might I add, because of course they know, you know, <laughs> The dangers of it, of course, but they're trying to bring it back in a safe way. You also got to remember, Nia Jax is the first woman ever, and I know there's only been two women's Royal Rumble matches, to be in two Royal Rumbles in the same night. She's the first one to ever do it, number one. Number two, she went in there and laid out everybody before she got her ass kicked. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. Made her look pretty strong leaning into WrestleMania because it's obvious that they don't have that good of plans for her right now. And again, that might change. Oh, uh, he deleted know. it. He deleted it. Of course he did. Bastard. Because he got because he got laid into because he's trying to think of, oh, a man should never put his hands on a woman, and that is very true. Don't get me wrong. But it's wrestling. It's storyline. It's, it's safe. It's different. It's different. Like, Ziggler, Mysterio, and Orton are all veterans, and they've been doing this for a very right. long time, and they know how to keep someone safe. We're not going to make Sin Cara do something to her. Like, the super kick with Dolph Ziggler. Everybody knows this, and if you don't, oh, here here you go. It's a slap on the thigh. Right. It's a slap on the thigh. It's a slap on the thigh and the best camera angle you and got. The, yeah, and then the 619, like, Ray's not putting his full force into Nia's face. Exactly. And then, and Orton, I mean, her head is tucked in his arms. Yep. That's safe as, as can be. You want to know the Orton, one thing that probably hurt her the most was her being thrown over the top rope. That's probably it. That's And that's nothing. Which she did these people before. These people, they used to do terrible things. There was a clip that I saw. It's, uh, it was Austin and Triple H beating the living hell out of Lita and the heart, and the, with a chair. Yeah, like obviously, if they did something like that, 
oh my god they people would be up their ass of course but they didn't but and this is this is this was just fun i also think it was a thing of people have naya's gotten a lot of heat since the becky lynch thing and i felt like it was a way of okay we'll give this to the fans because we know a lot of people don't like naya and then she'll get eliminated right and then she'll get beat up a little bit, and then she'll get eliminated, and it'll be fun. And, and it was fun. It was, it fun. was a funny. Segment. I was I was laughing my ass off. It was so much fun. But people really got to stop being so damn sensitive about things. <laughs> they really do. But um, overall, this Royal Rumble. I was say move on before you get yourself in trouble. I know. But overall, <laughs> this Royal Rumble was was great. Um, would I say it's better than last year's? I I um, I might by a hair. By a hair, I'd say it's better. I would say because. Th- the matches besides the Royal Rumbles themselves were very good. Yeah. You look at Finn and Brock, great match. Saucer and Ronda, Ronda's best match of her career by far, in my opinion. You know, the the tag title match, besides your opinion, it was a fun match. Yeah, it was Oscar fun. Oscar Becky, good match. Mm-hmm. Um, the WWE Championship match, which we forgot to talk about, but we can lead that into the chamber, a very good match between AJ and Daniel, and then leading into the interference of Eric Rowan, who they now call Rowan, which is stupid. Um... Again, another good match. I thought stupid. Overall, I don't think there was a bad match on the night. Again, Takeover was better, but the Royal Rumble was not far off. Royal Rumble was great, but leading into Raw and SmackDown, Triple H told Seth Rollins he had the till the end of the night to pick whether he wants to face Daniel Bryan or Brock Lesnar. Which I like. Which I like yeah, that. I like that too. And he and said Becky had the same ultimatum. He said too. he said and Becky had. And Becky has until tomorrow night to pick her, because since she's on SmackDown, she has until tomorrow night to make her choice whether she wants to face Ronda Rousey or Asuka for the for their championships. And Ronda had an open <laughs> challenge against Bailey, good match. And then right after the match, Becky Lynch comes out. She's in the rings. The crowd is going nuts for her, and she just pretty much says to the point, it's like that I've been given time to make my WrestleMania opponent. <laughs> Not a very good Irish accent. I'm just gonna quit. Yeah, you're head. okay. But anyway, she's like, I'm not gonna waste my time. I don't need. I don't need till tomorrow night to. Like pick. I'm not Seth Rollins. I don't but need time to think. I don't need time to think. I pick you. And the crowd went nuts. Because your WrestleMania main event is just signed and official. Yeah, and then like people were just chanting for Becky, and they were going crazy. Booing Ronda. Yeah, when Ronda got the microphone, they just started booing. They hijacked her. the segment. I wouldn't say they hijacked the segment. They hijacked her. No, I wouldn't say they hijacked her because the crowd was still booing her because the only way you can let them hijack a segment if is stop. if you actually let them hijack the segment. And Rhonda did not do that. And credit to her, she got her point across. And when she and she said how that I just realized that we are the same age. You just realized that calling Becky Lynch the millennial man. Now you realize she's the same age as you. Anyway. She goes, and while you were training to do this, I was making history in other companies. Main eventing in the UFC. Main eventing in the UFC. It's like, and any, and any ring that I step in is my ring. Um, By the way, that broken mic is coming out of her paycheck. Because she slammed that thing so hard. Everybody slams the mics. Um, Everybody slams yeah, the mics. Yeah, but she full on slammed it. But that was, I felt like that was not a great promo from Ronda. This was a great segment. This is going to be... This is the match everybody's been wanting to see. Yes. We speculated earlier whether or not Charlotte would get involved, and it's likely that she will. Um, We've been predicting this since Survivor Series when the match was called off between the two, that this was going to be the WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. And obviously, 
speculation and most likely going to happen that Charlotte will be involved in it, uh, which, again, I think it makes the most sense for Charlotte to face Asuka again, to be honest, because I can't think of anybody else to face Asuka right now. But regardless, it's probably going to be a triple threat, but at least for the time being, it's a one-on-one match. For the time being, it is. But... Again, it doesn't really make that much, that much of a difference if Charlotte's in it because when as long the, as Becky wins after, the match, after yeah, after as long as Becky wins the match, like because after Survivor Series, it showed clearly there was unfinished business between Ronda and Charlotte. Yep, and Ronda kind of got her her payback by, you know, pushing Becky and Charlotte over the ladder. But yeah. that just leads from for a that match. That just leads to for the a match. match for a match to be built. Right. Because you you had Becky Lynch invade Raw. She gets hurt, but in the time that she got hurt. She beat Ronda with a chair. Mm -hmm. So it was obvious, okay, either Ronda's going to get a redemption on Sunday or these two aren't finished yet. And we obviously found out that they just weren't finished yet because Becky couldn't compete. So it was obvious that night on SmackDown that these two in some capacity were going to face at WrestleMania. Well, it's happening now. And um, other things going on in Raw, we, um, very strange night for Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And we'll get to that. A little bit later on. In a couple minutes, yeah. In a couple minutes. um, He loses to Seth Rollins clean. Nia Jax beats him up. Uh, That led to a tag match between Alexa Bliss and Mickey James against uh, Tamina and Nia Jax. Heels versus heels. Interesting. I I would say Alexa Bliss is more of a baby face. You think? I mean, well, going against Nia Jax. Obviously. I mean. Everybody hates Nia Jax. Everybody loves Alexa Bliss. Even though she is a great heel. She's one of those heels where, you know, even though you can cheer for her, she will still turn around and make you boo her. She also has one of the better comeback stories of the year. I would say so. I'm happy for Alexa Bliss. Yeah, of course. She's back in the ring. As long as she's careful, everything will be fine. I I I think they're going to wait a little while before they put her back into a one-on-one situation. I was going to say, putting her against Nia Jax the night after she was clear wasn't the best idea, but at least it was a tag match. Yeah, I think that's why they did that. And that's probably why they're keeping her out of this chamber match, too. Mm-hmm. So, and then leading on towards the end of the night, you had Seth Rollins officially. Ma- well, I guess Brock choosing for him. Brock said it for him. <laughs> F5ing him. So we have Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I'm the, so happy for the, this match. The, the two uh, Royal Rumble <laughs> matches have already been set. Um, and then at SmackDown, we have um, uh, Rey Mysterio was supposed to go one on one with Samoa Joe, I believe. And Zelina Vega came out. And distracted him where Andrade attacked. Uh, you you can give me Andrade and Andrade's the anomalous and Rey Mysterio all year, and I will not be disappointed because those. Of course not. Because it gets those, better every single because week. Because those two are fantastic. You know what? They, they we, should have a U.S. title match at WrestleMania. They should. I. They really need to get the U.S. title in that feud. Um, but speaking of the U.S. title, we have a new U.S. champion. Our truth. <laughs> Nine years after he won the first time. <sighs> Again, this is one of those things that just just, <laughs> just kills my just soul. You. Like like like, it's bad enough that Shane McMahon's one half of the tag team champions. Our truth is one is the, is one is a champion on SmackDown too, and it and it. Uh, I'm not gonna get into it too much, but yeah, it looks like the, we got a Rusev heel turn in the process. Th- that makes no sense. I agree. So like, it seemed Nakamura the finish was botched, and then Rusev comes out, and then he helps. Nakamura attack Rusev, even though Nakamura is the reason why your wife got hurt and couldn't compete in the Rumble match, which then led to a backstage segment with Gallows and Anderson, which I think they're going to have a match next week. And going on, Daniel Bryan unveiled the new WWE Championship belt, which he said uh, before TLC that he was going to have a vegan alternative championship belt 
uh, uh, called The Leather on the Belt, Poor Cow Named Daisy. I love da- Daniel Bryan. Daisy. I love the new Daniel Bryan. It was called <laughs> Daisy. And he said, uh, the crowd was chanting, thank you, Daisy. Wait, I, I want to stop you real quick. I, I don't know if you were leading to this or not. Did you hear what AJ said about the championship? He said, can you pass that championship around so we can smoke it? <laughs> <laughs> And then he just goes, no. <laughs> they, <clears throat> yeah, so there's a new WWE championship. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel for the character of Daniel Bryan, it's um, it's cool. It, ma- like, it, me- it me- matches it him, I Matches his character, I and, and I like that. The championship itself, eh, I, I don't know. I I think we talked about this off mic, and we said that the obviously it, it looks like Cena Bryan is off for Mania because because I was I was saying that off mic I was saying that I don't think they're going to have John Cena and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania if Bryan's still the champion and if they have this champion be the championship, be the championship. because because that that picture when Cena's holding the championship that high picture's over going his to the Hall head, of Fame like. They don't want you to remember like that was Cena's right. championship victory. Which I mean, I'd say the only way they would go with this, and I agree with you, I think it's going to be Cena McIntyre at Mania instead, is if they did something maybe like they did in 05 where JBL had the old championship during the end of that rivalry, and if JBL won, he was just going to keep the old belt. Maybe he could do that. I wouldn't put it past them, but again, I, don't, I that's very unlikely. Uh, I'm just trying to be optimistic here, but I agree with you. If if he's going to win the 17th championship, he cannot win that championship. Yeah, because again, I because that picture will go into the Hall of Fame. For one, I get the whole Daniel Bryan thing with the character, the vegan alternative championship belt. I get that, but the belt itself, to me, just kind of looks like a toy. It looks it looks like a toy to me. It does. Again, I love it. It matches him so well, but it doesn't for, match for anybody the, else. For the, for the purpose of, of Daniel Bryan's character, it's great. But for anybody but anybody taking that championship off of him, it just doesn't look good. No, Which I not. think whoever takes the title off of Bryan will eventually bring that WWE championship Or back. a modified version of, the, of a new one. No, don't. You, the, the design has pretty much been set for it a It is, time. but it, you just always see whenever they get rid of belts like this, they always come back with a new design. And, you know, if the championship is SmackDown exclusive, I wouldn't be surprised if they came in with a blue belt sort of thing. You no, never know. No, 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 no. We don't need a red belt on, on Raw and a blue belt on SmackDown. We just like you said, we didn't need Shane McMahon as a tag champion, but here we are. Ugh. I'm just saying be optimistic. That's all. My point is whoever does win that belt off Daniel Bryan better have the other one literally right next to them because, again, the picture doesn't look good for anybody else but Daniel Bryan. And now we have an elimination cham- the Elimination Chamber match set. That match is going to be fun. Bryan, Ali, Joe, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Randy Orton. That's yep. everybody? Yeah. So that's a lot of fun because uh, Jeff Hardy's in a, in a main event picture. I love that. It's always good to throw Jeff Hardy in there because he's a big name. He and will most likely swanton somebody off the chamber. Um, and I feel like Elimination Chamber is going to lead to all the storylines going into Mania. For all six of them? For all six of them, yeah. I, I mean, I, well, you think about it. You have Daniel Bryan most likely to retain. There are heavy rumors that AJ and Randy is locked in, so you, that leads into ma- one match, so you're right. A- AJ and Randy look good. Joe and Mustafa Ali aren't done yet, so no. maybe so. And Rey Mysterio can really just jump into anything at this point. Maybe Andrade gets involved in the chamber and costs Mysterio. him. Mysterio's in the match. Did I say Mysterio? Is Rey in the match? No, 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 I'm sorry. Hold on. It was... It was 
It's Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Mustafa Ali. Jeff Hardy. Did I say Jeff? Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe. Did I say AJ? I'm looking this up. <laughs> Oh, we are all over the place. I thought the, pe- I... the people who are listening to this, you said that. You said that. You said that. Stop it. You said that already. We chamber. That's what I just typed in. We. The we chamber. We championship elimination chamber match. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, 2000. That's 2009. <laughs> yeah, we can put pulling up right now. Okay, we're we're just trying to get a. Okay, so it's Mustafa Ali, Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan. AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe. Okay. Those six. Rey Mysterio was not in the match. Rey Mysterio was not in the match. I apologize. Okay, so back to the storyline. So Mustafa Ali, Samoa Joe most likely aren't done. So that might... And Jeff Hardy really could just jump in anything. Same thing with Rey Mysterio. Jeff Hardy could jump in anything at WrestleMania. Yeah. And that just leads to Daniel Bryan's plans for what's next, really. So I agree with you. It really sets up everything going on at Mania. What if they do Jeff and Bryan at Mania? I wouldn't be opposed to it. That'd be pretty cool. I'd actually love to see a Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan match. Maybe. Who knows? And like, if, if you had to predict that match now, though, who goes over and why? Um, I'd probably say Brian. I'd, I'd say Brian would go over, but I just think that'd be a cool story. Like, Brian's like this, you know, the way he is right now. And Jeff's, I wouldn't say Jeff is a vegan, but he's he's a trippy dude. And he's like, like if they could, Jeff Hardy would just be a total pot smoker. It's like... <laughs> Brian, man, well, you, that you, would be, you just... Well, that'd just, be a great story. Think about it because mm-hmm. of Jeff's past and him trying to get past his demons. Can you imagine the things that Daniel that could come out of Daniel Bryan's mouth in that storyline? Yeah, but I feel like Jeff's <laughs> past has been brought up way too much in the storylines, and it's kind of an old thing. You kind of, you'd have to do something pretty clever to make me interested in this. I think like Daniel Bryan might be that person though, because you have the vegan alternative side of this. Mm-hmm. Somebody who, you know, doesn't do drugs. Somebody who I. Suppose doesn't drink, I would think. No, he doesn't drink. He doesn't drink, okay. I don't think he does. So you really had Samoa Joe just call him out with the drinking and all that, and obviously, you know, the recent DWI arrest last year and all that stuff, but we never really brought up the drugs. And again, I'm not condoning that they do this, but it could make for good television. And maybe Daniel Bryan is the guy to do something different but similar at the same time. Yeah. No, and I feel like Jeff Hardy really hasn't had a, um, I don't think, has had a, a big singles match at WrestleMania. Considering everything he's done in his career, I don't think he's ever had like a, a like. I mean, he ha- him and Matt had. A, I'd say the biggest one was the one with his brother, ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, but even still, like he never had like a big championship match at WrestleMania. Other no, than like right. the tag titles. I was gonna say maybe you put money in the bank in there, but that was with seven people. That you could probably say that was his biggest before Matt. I mean, that's what people would remember Jeff Hardy for is the big ladder match and TLC matches. Where he almost ladder. killed him and him and Edge on that ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then you look at TLC two, TLC one. Um, yeah, that's really it. He's never had a he's never had a one on one championship match at WrestleMania, and really his biggest one on one match was the one he had with Matt ten years ago. So I agree with you. Uh, maybe they do put Brian the ha- in Brian that. Hardy would just be something different, and it's something we haven't seen before. And I would just like to see it uh, potentially. Or you could do Mysterio and Brian. That would be really good too. 
Um, but again, I like speculating things going into WrestleMania. Well, really, we because at this moment, Daniel Bryan's plans are very up in the air because it's obvious that the Shawn Michaels rumors have been shut down. John mm-hmm. Cena doesn't make much sense at the moment. You can argue Jeff Hardy coming out of the chamber. You can argue Rey Mysterio coming out of the chamber. Uh, but the way it looks like with Rey Mysterio, it looks like him and Andrade are just going to fight for the next couple months. So, hey, just, that, that's and again, don't, I'm not complaining about that, but it looks like that could lead to something at WrestleMania. You get, know, get the get the U.S. title of our truth. Put it on Mysterio, lead into WrestleMania, and put the U.S. title on Andrade Cianomis at WrestleMania. But my point point to this whole thing is Daniel Bryan's WWE Championship plans are really up in the air for WrestleMania. So it could be Jeff, it could be Ray. That That could be a good thing, though. It, that, it could, that could be, be a You're good right. thing because there's a lot of great guys Brian could face. You could face Mustafa Ali. That would be a really cool story. Him coming up and facing Brian and pinning Brian and, you know, uh, having a great and Mustafa Ali is incredible. Him and, him and Brian, you know, you could do Hardy and Brian. You could do Samoa Joe and Brian. I think that's a little less likely. Less but likely. You, Joe you, would have to you, turn face. But you could do that. Um, I mean, Joe, Joe would. May may have to turn face, but still keep him as a badass. For the hard badass, for the but... hardcore fans, that would be really cool. Because actually, one thing I forgot to mention, I just remembered that during AJ's match with Brian, and he was uh, had him in a, what, I think a heel hook or something, and he grabbed the ropes, and Brian just gets up and goes to the ref, and goes, "I got till five. <laughs> and that calls back to that match they had in like a, a VFW where yeah. Joe's got, "I got till five, and Brian just smacking him and says. F five in the end, no, not not Breck Lesnar's F five, the other F five. Yeah, but I agree with you. And, and really, obviously, everything will look more clear after the chamber. We got to wait and see. We need to move on a little bit. Uh, we need to discuss Dean Ambrose. Um, Dean mm-hmm. Ambrose um, on Monday night was rumored to leave the company. Now confirmed, he's leaving the company. It was reported by PW Torch from Wade Keller that. Dean Ambrose is leaving the company and that he has been frustrated with his booking for a long time. Uh, he hates doing the, quote, uh, hokey, you know what. Yeah. Uh, so he hates doing the hokey, uh, the, the hokey booking and the, the wacky stuff and all that. He hates it. He absolutely hates it. And that's pretty much what his character's been. Pretty much since the breakup of the Shield, they failed this heel turn big the, time. Uh, the the heel turn, I think, is just the straw that broke the camel's back, and he is leaving uh, after WrestleMania. Meltzer later reported on this as well, uh, saying, you know, he and also that uh, Ambrose uh, money is not an issue. He's got a lot of money, similar to Punk, where like you know, money was never the big thing. He just wanted to wrestle and 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 just have fun wrestling. So there was that. Um, and apparently they, they offered him a five-year contract. They offered him a big contract. With a little over seven figures, and he turned it down. He gave, apparently he was give, he gave their no, his notice this past weekend. Apparently he had big plans going to WrestleMania. Those plans have uh, reportedly been dropped. But the biggest thing out of all of this is that WWE confirmed this themselves, which lead people to think, oh, this is a work. He's not going to leave. I don't know. Well, let me, uh, let me, I, I would I would think he is leaving. Let me ask you this. Um, and maybe you just answered half my point. I don't think this is necessarily a work, but you brought it up in a text message to me the other night. They haven't done this since CM Punk. Now, for anybody mm-hmm. that's seen the Best in the World documentary will know that everything up until two hours before his match with Cena was 100% real. He was leaving the company. That, that promo that he did on the stage was 
he was told to go out and do it, but everything he said was a shoot because they basically said, go out and air your grievances, but they didn't know what he was going to say. And he said, surely you must be joking. Yes. And then the only thing that was a work in that whole thing was them saying he was leaving after the Cena match because an hour before the Cena match, he had re-signed with the company. So let me ask you this. I don't believe this is a work. I believe right now the plan is for him to leave. Do they have something big for him at WrestleMania? And is he convinced to stay? And why? I don't think he is going to have something big at WrestleMania. I think he's going to leave. And that's that. Because, I mean, they'll tr they'll try and do everything they can to make him stay. They'll try. They'll, like, and maybe, like, as time goes on, he'll, re he'll reconsider and take the contract offer. But I think Ambrose is leaving. Because I, I was saying this. Uh, I was at a game, uh, GameStop last night, and I was wearing uh, my uh, one of my uh, Bullet Club uh, hoodies. And a guy was talking to me about WrestleMania, and we we're talking about Ambrose, and just saying that you know, it's again he the when you look at how Rollins and Reigns have been treated since the Shield broke up. Ambrose is not on that high of a pedestal. Of course not. Because whether Rollins has been consistently he's always been booked great Reigns is kind of hit or miss but as far as how they treat him as a top guy it was always that they are on the top of the list Reigns and Rollins they are our guys and Ambrose is kind of just there which really sucks um, but to me he should just go if he's not happy leave and good for him and I agree with that, but and I talked to you about this before. Is it wrong to think that they are not planting the seeds for Triple H and Dean Ambrose? Because if you saw the promo on Monday night, is it wrong to think they're not planting the seeds for that potential encounter at Mania? I mean, they could, but I didn't think Triple H was okay to wrestle at Mania. I heard he was cleared to start training. And that's two months from now, he'll get in the ring. Or three months from now, he'll be in the ring. If he's cleared I mean, to train now, he'll be in that ring in April. I don't know. If anything, I could see, I see him more likely facing someone like Alistair Black, putting over somebody and then leaving. Okay. Because if that's the case, then Triple H would probably win, and Triple H doesn't need a win over Dean Ambrose. Unless they're trying to get Dean to stay and Dean goes over. Yeah, I'm just putting. I'm just so. being optimistic here. That's all. I agree with you. I think he's leaving. I think he's going to AEW as fast as he can. But I also heard a rumor that they could freeze his contract due to lost injury time. I don't know about th that. Is something that they could possibly do? That is something. Because you brought that up, saying that they could freeze contracts to they stop could, this. They could freeze contracts, but you know what? It's not like he hasn't been doing anything. He's not like one of those guys where creative has nothing for him. It's clearly he's on Raw every week. They have plans for him. They have things to do. So I don't think they'll freeze his contract. I think he's just gonna go. Okay, fair enough. Um. And moving on to Ambrose leaving, other people leaving, a little about AEW and how WWE is worried. Yeah, why don't we this, get into that? This was broken by PW Insider. So the quote is, I can say that after the Dean Ambrose news came out late Monday, early Tuesday, there was a buzz of activity backstage at SmackDown as anybody that had a contract coming up in the next years or two was pulled into rooms and spoken to by management about signing longer form deals and all wrestlers were sitting there looking at each other going will you look at will you look at this 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 is crazy so there are definitely definitely was i thinking the realization that people could potentially leave to go to AEW you know WWE might have been paying attention to it before morning it uh monitoring it as Triple H said 
but there was definitely a cause and effect between Dean Ambrose making his decision uh, that he's leaving and that news coming out and everybody buzzing about it. And yesterday at SmackDown, people began to uh, began spoken to about details. Huh, um, interesting. So, obviously, they are afraid. Of course. They are very afraid, and they should be afraid. And I'm looking here. Would you say they should be afraid at this very moment or just very concerned? What word would you use? Afraid. Okay. I, I would use afraid because... You have guys and girls who are clearly unhappy, and with guys like Dean Ambrose and Nakamura and Gallows and Anderson, whose contracts are coming up soon, you should be afraid because if you're not going to use these guys to their full potential and and just, again, if they're not happy, you're, you're pretty much making them leave. If yeah. you're not making them happy, you're making them leave. And for a guy like Dean Ambrose, like we said, money is not an issue to him. He's got money. He's got plenty of it. And the lifestyle he lives, he doesn't need a lot of money. So he's got enough money. He just wants to wrestle and have fun. That's it. And Gallows and Anderson are guys who left New Japan, who are on the top of the tag division, heavyweight tag division, and they may be look out like jobbers. Shinsuke Nakamura, who was arguably the guy in New Japan, had an amazing NXT run, and then the main roster, he just made made me look ridiculous. Uh, and now, as of 40 minutes ago, this is a report saying that AEW officials reportedly want Brock Lesnar. I did hear this. According to Wrestling Observer, AEW superstar Chris Jericho recently talking... Uh, taking a shot at WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar on Twitter wasn't an accident or Jericho having fun while being drunk, but it was something that Jericho did before with Kenny Omega as well as Jericho. Uh, uh, Jericho began his feud with Omega on Twitter and then moved to New Japan. The Observer noted that there could be interest from AEW officials in signing Lesnar and they could do it through Jericho, a person who has worked with Lesnar before. While AEW managing to sign Brock would be highly unlikely, as Vince McMahon would be willing to beat any offer they would to keep Brock in WWE, as we have seen before the UFC. This turning out to be a very favorable situation for Brock, as he's a very smart businessman and knows how to get the best deal for him. Uh, I'm looking at the tweets below. Hey, WWE, Ring of Honor, and Impact Wrestling. I love watching you push all your randoms, but just know that we are interested in maybe six to eight of your talents total. We don't need you. AEW, uh, at AEW Wrestling, this is Chris Jericho from January 28th. Imitating and fear goes a long way in our business, in, in our business, guys. But let's be honest. Brock Lesnar needs to pull up his pants and lose the gut. The dream is over, dude. I don't want to play by the script at WWE at... AEW wrestling. So Jericho is working the fans, trying to make it seem like they want Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That's highly unlikely. But as I was looking through that report that officials are afraid of talent leaving, I thought I'd mention that really quickly. I mean, yeah. Um, again, Brock leaving to go to AEW, a That's company that very, hasn't even had very, an event yet. Very unlikely. Very unlikely. Don't get me wrong. The company has a, a million and a half worth of potential. The opportunity of them signing Shinsuke and, um, you know, Gals and Anderson, Dean you, Ambrose. Real quickly, would you say it's more likely that Shinsuke goes to AEW or that he goes back to Japan? AEW. It's hit or miss. 
He could go back to New Japan, but I do think that he'll listen to an AEW offer, I will say. But if I had to choose right now, AEW is going to. I would like him to go to AEW. I think, really, that the roster's got so much potential. Could, and again, these guys haven't even had an event yet. He could, he could go back to Japan because New Japan would throw a lot of money to get him back. But at the same time, a big reason why he went to WWE is because he wanted to slow things down in the New Japan style can be very, very tough mm -hmm. to work, especially as you're getting older. I, mean, I think when it comes to that reasoning, I think that's a, another big reason for him to go, go to AEW. But I, think again, I think you should. It's almost like a fantasy roster, like a fantasy football roster. That's what AEW is, is right now trying to look like. Well, we can see some of those fantasies come true coming up soon at the Double or Nothing rally mm -hmm. because they're going to be announcing ticket sales and all these things and definitely new signees. I mean, at the end of being the elite this week... Matt was on the phone with somebody, and he said, oh, you found your phone. That's good. And being the elite, Kenny lost his phone. And he says, yeah, I can't believe people actually thought you were going to go there. Okay, so we'll see you soon. Hang up the phone. Flip over the phone. Nine days is a, count, is a countdown. Nine days at, the, at that time was the, was the Kenny double. Omega's contract. Or no, was it the, on the, the double, rally? The I double mean. nothing rally. Because as we are recording this, January 31st, 2019, Kenny Omega's contract has officially expired with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right, which means he's allowed to announce... He is now to go, allowed wherever to go he wherever wants. he wants. Right. Which will most likely which be means, all elite. Which means we'll have the Royal Rumble again tomorrow and he'll just enter at number 30. I can't believe people actually thought that. <laughs> I can't believe people actually thought that he was going to go to be in the Royal Rumble when his contract didn't expire until the 31st. Someone tweeted and said... Thanks, WWE. We wanted Kenny Omega. You gave us Nia Jax. Real great. I was going to what Meltz are they supposed to do? And then Meltzer quotes the tweet and replies and goes, you clearly don't pay attention to what's going on. Whatever he said. Just like just calling the fans stupid. Yeah. It, 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 pretty much. At least know your knowledge before you go out and say something yeah, stupid. No, no, like if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, and if you know who Kenny Omega is, and if you know he's leaving New Japan... You should have. You shouldn't expect him to go to WWE. Yeah. You shouldn't expect that. I mean, listen. If his contract expired and he was allowed to be in the Royal Rumble, then I guess you can bitch and say, "Oh, I wish he could have been in the Royal Rumble." Yeah, but, but there even, was no even, reason for even, him to be there. Even still, that's not WWE's control. Of if course, Omega doesn't sign. Of course not. But even then, okay, I guess you can complain that he wasn't in the Rumble and he could have been, but still, I agree with you. But he couldn't because he was under contract. He, Le legally, WWE couldn't, he couldn't. WWE legally couldn't bring him in for the Royal Rumble. Because they would get in trouble with New Japan. Yes, of course. Which It's mind-boggling. But again, you know, we'll, we'll wait to see what happens at the rally this week, obviously, or is it next week? Next week, I believe? February 8th, I believe. February 8th, so okay, so that's week. next week. So, again, curious to find out what they're actually going to be able to do. Should be a lot of fun, I think. Should be more. Maybe we'll get the announcement of the TV deal. Yeah. Uh, speculating of who else could be announced as a uh, as a talent other. Well, other. I was gonna say, well, Omega will be the big one. Obviously, he'll probably be the one at the very end. I keep saying like girls like Jordan Grace and uh, Tessa Blanchard could be yeah. high, high possibilities. Could be. Well, um, they did say that they were bringing more women talent to the Double or Nothing rally. They just uh, they recently just signed Jungle Boy, who yes. For uh, was it nine hundred two one zero fans that show? I think so. It's Luke Perry's son. Really, Jungle Boy is Luke Perry's son. I did not know that. So I remember listening to uh, a few years ago. Sam Roberts had Luke Perry on uh, his podcast and saying how his son was a wrestler, and it's Jungle Boy. 
That's pretty cool. Like you see this kid, you're like his, his hair is all long and he's got like hair growing all over him. Um, not like 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 freaking Bigfoot or something, <laughs> but but the kid looks like a mini Tarzan. Right. So uh, that's pretty cool. I haven't seen too much of his stuff, but they've signed the kid. Uh, the Young Bucks have been showing up to all these indie shows. Yeah. Have you seen this? Re- like like yeah. Hangman, Cody, Brandy, and the Bucks showed up at Bar Wrestling for Joey Jan- uh, Joey, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. I, meant, I almost said Janela. Uh, they showed up at Defy Wrestling in Seattle. That was really good. Another thing I've noticed on Being the Elite, the production quality is getting a lot better. I don't know if you saw the... Rest- recent episode but they're cutting to different cameras it's not just cell phones like it looks like legitimate actually good is camera Matt quality is still editing this by himself nick at ed- nick, nick, nick was the editor i think i think now with AEW they've gotten now they have more liberties to do what they want i was going to say because if uh, nick is still editing all of this that's very good for production events going he be- forward he became an editor just learning on uh iMovie yeah. that's how we learned to be an editor and he would just edit all the being the elite stuff himself. Well, he used to do it on his phone before he got the laptop. Yeah, he used to do it on his phone a couple of years ago. But now he's. I love how we feel like we're a part of their lives just by watching this series. That's how a lot of people feel. <laughs> but uh, it's really cool that the young bucks are kind of showing up at these indie shows because it's it's fun. Yeah. That's what makes wrestling a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just AEW. There's only so much we can talk about with it. Well, again, I, next week when the rally happens, we'll have a lot more to say. So why don't we end with this? We'll have, we have a few more minutes. Let's end with this. Uh, an NXT spoiler that we talked about a little bit ago. Velveteen Dream is the North American champion. He won it on a TV taping last night, which is soon to come out in a couple of weeks. You and I have discussed for months what the main event of TakeOver Brooklyn 5 Since the start of this podcast. Yeah. Since the start of this it podcast. It should be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT championship. We had our predictions last week. You said Johnny isn't going to win because you believe the storyline's going to happen. I said he is going to win because he's due for a big win at TakeOver because he didn't get it against Aleister Black, but they will find a way to either get the belt off him or find a way to include both belts in the rivalry either way, or the rivalry doesn't happen, but my belief was the rivalry is going to happen. Well, now we have... Johnny Gargano is no longer the North American champion. And now Velveteen Dream is. Right. Which good for Velveteen Dream because Sets up one more match for him at Brooklyn Five, most likely. I don't know who, but Johnny Gargano, (laughs) this, I mean... At the end of the show, you had Champa and Gargano holding their championships up together, and that DIY is if that isn't better than ev- ever. Ev- evidence enough. DIY is back. Yes. So, they're they're this. I got really excited seeing that. Just one for Elvatine Dream winning the North American title, good for him. But just like, oh, this is going to happen. Champa Gargano is going to happen at Brooklyn Five. And this is going to be the end of the story. Yep. This is going to be the final chapter in the story before they wrestle for each other for a very... Because once they have their last match, I don't want to see them wrestle for a very long time. Yeah, you'll see it on the main roster. You just hope it's not for at least another year or two. Yeah. Maybe for longer. Couple, for a few years. Just even separate them on brands. Don't leave them... Don't put them on the same brand. Like I Owens think if Sanger. you're going to separate on brand, I think Champa goes to Raw. I and, think and Gargano, Gargano will go to SmackDown. Down. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, how we get there is unknown. But I think we're getting there. It's going to happen. At this point, because now you don't have a reason to not have the match. Because, again, your fear was, oh, I don't think they're going to have a unification or they're not going to have both these belts in one storyline, which I agree with you. I, th- I said there's going to be some way down the line, but I do think Johnny is due for a big win and a takeover. He got it, and a few days later, he loses the championship. Um, 
So how this plays out on uh, halftime heat on Sunday during the Super Bowl, I don't know. Uh, when this taping comes out, probably in the next two weeks or so. Probably. But, but again, I'm with you. It, this is the opportunity. They need to do it now. If they want to actually have the end of this story, and I don't know if that's what their plans are. This is just what you and I have speculated for months. I think it is. This it is makes their, the most. It, it makes is. the most sense because yeah, Gargano won the NXT uh, North American Championship only for a few days, but the big thing in this story is Gargano finally winning the NXT Championship, something he's been chasing after for so long. Finally beating Tommaso Ciampa, the person who's caused him so much harm, so much pain and misery. In the end, like the pop Johnny will get for finally winning that title is going to be amazing. I agree. And the match is going to be amazing. I want to sell. Anyway, uh, still a believer. Uh, but I agree with you. Uh, you know, and it, and it looked very vague on if they would do it or not. Now that he is no longer the North American champion, they must pull through with this right now. The next TV taping or a few after that. They should reveal that Gargano has been trapping Champa the whole time, and that's when they set up Brooklyn Five. They wait, well, wait till Brooklyn Five gets a little closer. Okay, don't, don't do it so soon. I was gonna say they don't even have to just announce it's gonna be these two. He can win a number one contenders match afterwards or whatever. They can build this. You know, they could do you know the face turn next week, but they don't have to fully announce the match for a couple of weeks. For a month, you, you could. You can, you know, say, I want the NXT Championship. You don't deserve the NXT Championship. How many times have I beat you? You're right. Let me earn it. Regal, let me earn it. Puts him in like a fatal four way or something. Wins the number one contenders match. I don't care. But this is their opportunity to do this right now. That's my opinion. Well, I think it's going to happen. I, I think, think it is too. The, the seeds are being planted. I think the seeds have been planted for a very long time, but it, we're officially it's going to happen at, at Mania Weekend this year. Put it this way: now with him not being the champion anymore, now they have to it, plant it the makes... seeds of him to strike. That's it. Of course, of course. And again, maybe you see that on Sunday, for example, with that six-man tag. Maybe you see some miscommunication between the two. I don't know, or maybe it's just a random taping. He turns on Champa and says, "Did you really think I wasn't coming back? Did you really think that we were friends? Right?" Mm -hmm. I have been planning this for months. I'm sorry for everybody that I've hurt. I'm sorry to the fans. This is what I had to do. Johnny Wrestling is back, and I'm winning the NXT Championship. Something along those lines is what I think is going to happen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yep. So that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Long one today, CJ, but uh, yep. it was worthy of it, I would say. For uh, sure, yeah. For sure. We'll be back next week with um, a lot more AEW news. But I would say we want to come on after the rally is over. Yeah. Um, so we'll discuss. Talk, talk about the rally. Talk about who the new signees would be. Talk about um, talk about what's going to happen with AEW, what will be happening with WWE. Exactly. Leading uh, to, a little bit closer to G1 Supercard in the Garden. I'm mm -hmm. sure we'll have a little bit to discuss there. All that and more on next week's edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. So for Sean McChesney and CJ Palmisano, we will see you next time.